So, hi everyone, this is Benjamin from Sports Tech X. Today I have the pleasure to talk to Kevin from Upper Hand. Upper Hand is a sports and fitness management software that gives the customers one platform to manage their entire operation. Sounds very promising. I'm looking forward to find out more about it. But first of all, I want to welcome Kevin to the show. So, hi, how are you? Very good. Thanks for having me. Cool. Looking forward. Let's jump right in. Um, speak a bit uh, about you as a person. So my listeners ask themselves, who is this Kevin guy on that interview? So maybe you can share a few insights about uh, what you've done in the past and what you're doing now. Yes, absolutely. So uh, my background, I run a company out of Indianapolis, Indiana and in Central America and went to uh, a school called Indian University, uh, Kelly School of Business at the time was ranked the uh, sixth best business school in the country. Uh, I'm from Southern Indiana, a small town called Evansville. Um, I've always had a passion uh, for business. And uh, when you look at, you know, really the companies I started, even as a kid, you know, the, the make-believe companies all the way up to uh, the first nonprofit I started uh, at uh, Indian University. Uh, and then uh, after that, went on to, to start a, a watch company with a, a family member of mine uh, and launched that to grow to about a $12 million valuation um, to compete with the, the class ring industry. Uh, following that uh, was when I really got into to upper hand in, in the sports uh, side of things. So I've always had a, a, a passion. I come from a family of seven. Um, so I've always had a passion for sports. You know, I've had brothers and sisters play at a, a high level, uh, both professionally and collegiately uh, or at the collegiate level. And you know, naturally, the passion for business and sports just started to morph together uh, over time. And, and here we are. Cool. It sounds like you're in the right place now and uh, congrats on that uh, $12 million evaluation. That's, uh, yeah. that's something, Thank not you. bad. <laughs> so let's talk a bit about upper hand. Um, the first question always is about the problem that uh, the solution is solving. Can you, can you share a few insights about that? Yes, I can. Um, so we originally, you know, the original idea, I was coaching uh, actually in, in the Washington, D.C. metro area uh, in Northwest D.C. Little League. And it was uh, over the course of several seasons, coaching where I, I started to recognize a disconnect uh, between parents and coaches and staff. You know, one of the things I immediately noticed as a coach myself, having played was there are a lot of dads that the coach that didn't know anything about the game. Um, so immediately realized, okay, parents don't even know, you know, just because they've been assigned a particular coach or trainer. Uh, and, and this can be applied in sports and fitness, right? Is a lot of times you, you don't really know the credentials of somebody until you actually start working with them. Um, and so that led to parents starting to ask me, you know, would you do any training outside of our normal practice? You know, hey, my kids really, really, really loves working with you and would love an opportunity to get just get better. So we'd love to pay you to do some pitching lessons or hitting or whatever it might be. So naturally, okay, that's a great opportunity to help these kids. And, and so I did it. And I'll never forget the, you know, the first few sessions I'd, I'd have um, with, uh, with, with one of my little leaguers and parent come to me and, and he would hand me a paper check. You know, after that that session, where man, it was a great session. You know, kid, we learned a lot of things that we can develop on. We we found weaknesses and strengths, and I'm sitting here thinking, all right, well, mom or dad's going to want to talk about you know those things and not you know hand a check to me with their kids standing there, kind of you know twiddling their their hair, so to speak. And it, it just was a super awkward transaction because at the end of the day, that's what it was, right? It was a transaction, and there was no value creation in it, right? I mean, you're giving me a check, and we're not talking about the value that you know, that we could create in this, this young athlete. And so through that experience, that really is what sort of set off uh, for me wanting to go after this market and, and really create 
uh, an opportunity to connect parents and coaches and, and trainers and, and fitness and uh, sports. So we started out as actually a discovery uh, business model. Uh, some some people in the business world would call that a B to uh, B to C uh, business model. What we learned in doing that was, you know, in, just like on the Match.com, when you meet somebody, you know, after you you find your your partner, you're not going back to the site to to schedule dates, right? So um, it, we realized quickly that once you connect people, they they're not going to continue to use that platform. But there was a subset of of users that you know we saw continually come back, and so I'd go. Uh, I'd call on them. I'd, I'd go meet them in person in Virginia or Maryland uh, or DC, wherever they might be. And I just try to learn about how they uh, were running their business and, and what they were using us for. And at the end of the day, they all said, you know, we just want a place to be able to process credit cards, schedule, you know, our training, basically manage our, our sports or fitness business without having to use some, you know, random set of tools to patch it all together. Because, you know, in this industry, it's been really kind of forgotten when it comes to technology and so that's when we we really shifted our focus from, okay, this is this is not just a discovery B to B to C play. This is really a a B to B to C play, right? This is a a, a software company, um, and that's when we we really started taking off as upper hand. Really cool. Uh, I want to come back to two things. First of all, uh, it's incredible that sometimes, like the in the smallest situations uh, or the smallest situations, can be a start of a business. Uh, meaning, you're realizing uh, that what what the parents want and that there is a business opportunity. Actually, that's the first thing. Uh, and and secondly, uh, I like what you did with just asking the people who uh, kept using your platform on and on, uh, going to them, asking about their opinion. I think, uh, yeah, I think you can read that in in the in the up-to-date playbooks that this is a very smart move to do. So yeah, done very clever. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. And I think it's something that, you know, for anybody that's out there starting, you know, uh, their own sports tech company, you know, whether it be sports performance or, you know, uh, one of the core high school sports like baseball, basketball, you know, softball, football, et cetera, um, you know, or fitness, right? Is really at the end of the day, it's the customers that should be driving the decisions on where you go as a business and, Uh, it is very difficult sometimes to battle, okay, well, obviously, you you know, you have a vision for where you need to go and where you want the industry to go, but you really need to to blend that with the, the consumer customer feedback um, as you start to make decisions as a as a company, whether you're a startup or, you know, you've started to find some success. Absolutely. Fully agree on that one. And yeah, out of out of this process, Upper Hand was born. Um, let's dive a bit deeper into that topic. Sure. Um, so... You, you said it's a B2B2C play uh, or developed into one. Um, so how exactly does it solve the, the problems that you were mentioning before? And what do you think makes your solution so special? So how, how does the platform actually work? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, six years ago when we started this, you know, people from an investor perspective or, you know, when you share the, the business model, you know, people would always ask, well, is, okay, is this, a, is this a B2C play or is this a B2B play? And, you know, we're like, well, it's, it's kind of a little bit of both because we're selling software to a business and that business is, you know, turning around and, and selling to their, their clients, right? So uh, it's B2B to C. And only in the last really two years have you started to see that, that terminology pop up as, as uh, a real, uh, real business model, um, which has a lot, of, a lot of benefits when you think about the exponential growth that can come from a B2, B2B to C model, Right. Um, because you've got the opportunity to sell software uh, to middle market size customers all the way up to a franchise or uh, on the software side. But then at the same time, you know, we can turn around and create value in our software for 
for their customers or clients, right? So we could create value on that side. As upper hand, you know, the one thing we wanted to to tackle, and, and you know, again, going back to my passion for for business, is making it easy to to manage a business, right? Uh, as I would go into uh, you know, Dominion Baseball Academy or, or whatever uh, business it was at the time. And you just see the environment they work in. You know, they've got, you know, a desk with dust on it because they don't sit there, right? I mean, these are sports and fitness people. Um, they don't want to spend time at a computer doing accounting. They don't want to spend time figuring out which cages and which fields and, you know, which, which you know, cycling uh, studios being used. They just want it to work. And so we really thought through our vision for this is, we want our, our software, our experience running your business to be super simple, but still be able to handle the complexity that comes with running and managing the operation for a small business. And so uh, our platform is, is really well organized at the data structure level, because at the end of the day, you can't report. You know, everybody talks about machine learning and business intelligence. Well, you can have all the reports you want, but if they're not accurate, that they're not that great. So um, people in our system are people. Um, you can manage uh, everything you do from your, your events and services uh, to how you schedule, you know, your staff and your employees and uh, all the different events that, that you run um, to the marketing, to the accounting, uh, et cetera. So really the platform helps save people, you know, over 14 hours uh, a week easily. Um, we're seeing much stronger open rates uh, on emails and communications that are sent because of the way we help uh, simplify targeting people with the right message so that, you know, if you're a, a fitness business um, and you've got a cycling side and a yoga side, you know, you're not sending uh, an email to people that are interested in yoga uh, with a cycling you know, message, right? You want to you target people with the right message. Uh, so all in all, we really start to see, you know, when you get really focused like that, um, we can help drive uh, success for the business. Cool. And with all every uh, successful solution, there come some challenges and, and hurdles, I, I assume. Uh, yeah, I was wondering what it is in your case. Is it making your, your clients uh, adopt your solution? Or maybe is it your clients making their customers uh, adopt the solution? Or maybe maybe it's something completely different. Let me know. Yeah, yeah absolutely. With, with, uh, with success does come a lot of challenges. Um, from a, a consumer perspective, you know, in the, the businesses we work with and their clients, I would say really the challenge is that at the end of the day, you know, in, in each sport, they all operate a little different. Um, and even in fitness, right, they operate different. Um, but at the end of the day, there are components that, that are very similar. There's a common thread uh, throughout all of them. And what we try to do is make it easy to configure what are those components that that, that business needs to be able to operate efficiently and deliver a great experience for their clients so that as an example, if you're if you're a membership based business or, or if you're not a membership membership based business, you know why would clients ever see a membership you know section of your website or part of your software, right? Um, so really, yeah, really yeah. fitting you know, that business like a glove uh, for that for the experience of your clients. And the challenge becomes for us as you start to work across all these different uh, sort of sports and fitness uh, uh, categories is the feedback we get from customers, right? Is you know some people want. Um, you know, this uh, piece of functionality, other people want uh, this uh, in terms of value functionality. And so we have to decide uh, as a product team and a, a business, what makes the most sense to build, build next. And uh, that certainly probably presents the, the most challenge uh, to, to our team here uh, in Indianapolis. And, and frankly, the way you deal with that is uh, you get really smart people that uh, do a great job organizing that data. We've got a, a phenomenal uh, product leader in uh, my co-founder, Miles Grody. 
who does a, an excellent job uh, organizing that data. And then, you know, we sit down and pick, you know, where we're at as a business, you know, what kind of revenue would, would the next feature drive? But at the same time, you know, does it create the value we need for as many of our customers uh, as, we, as we can? Yeah, speaking about customers and uh, being successful, I want to talk a little bit about uh, your business model and how you make money. Uh, so um, uh, it seems like you you offer you don't offer like this one size fits all solution. It's, it depends a little bit on what kind of business you're you're facing with. So maybe you can uh, tell us how it works. It's, is it a simple subscription model uh, that can choose between different modules, or, or how does it work? Yeah, great great question. And I always tell our our people here that. You know, price only matters in the absence of value. And if there's if there's <laughs> value in the the conversation you're having, we should be able to arrive at a, an agreeable price with with anybody. Um, now that sounds a lot you know easier than than putting it into practice. But at the end of the day, from a, a business you know professor's uh, mindset, it is a it's SaaS, right? So it's subscription based uh, revenue. So we are yeah. you know charging based on uh, you know different features uh, functionality. Again, going back to those components, what are we turning on or off? And then um, we also offer some service uh, services to our customers, things like uh, longer training periods for uh, for your staff. So maybe you want a four week, an eight week, a twelve week uh, training period where we'll we'll do online and in person uh, training depending on the size of the business. Uh, we build websites as another uh, service category. Uh, again, all the things that you'd you, you would expect um, out of a company that's trying to help you really grow your business, which is the the definition of upper hand is giving. You know, some of the advantage or the edge in, uh, in business. And so all the things we try to sell um, and price uh, are a part of you know, helping you achieve that. So uh, at the end of the day, it's uh, SaaS, uh, subscription-based revenue with uh, services tied into it. And then the third uh, piece is uh, on the payment side. So our customers uh, use us to process payments through uh, our own uh, platform called Up Payments, uh, which was formed in a partnership with PaySafe, the fifth largest payment processing company in the world. Um, and mm -hmm. that provides a lot of value to our customers um, in, in a lot of ways. One, we get we have access to the uh, you know, most senior leadership uh, within PaySafe uh, to help tackle new technology, you know, new problems um, that we hear about uh, in the marketplace. So we make sure that our customers are getting uh, the things they need to compete at the local market level. And then security and support, right? I mean, it is becoming such a scary world when you think about it. Um, if you're not protected when it comes to online payments and how you're processing, you know, those are the things that like can, can make you bankrupt, not just as a business, but as a, a person. Uh, if you've put your own personal backing behind uh, your, your shop or franchise, you know, studio, whatever it may be. Um, so it's, it's critically important that we're focused on, uh, you know, really protecting people as it comes to safety and security when it comes to the payment side. Cool. Sounds like you're covering a lot of bases and uh, hopefully people are happy with your solution. Uh, brings me to the next topic of uh, success success stories and, and metrics. Is there something that you can share with us? Like, I don't know, how many customers, big customers, something like that? Yeah, absolutely. So when we, uh, when we launch new franchise, I mean, we track obviously in our, our platform, um, as soon as we go live, you know, how, how well are we doing relative to the platform that they've been on before? Um, We just recently saw this past fall um, a top 500 franchise uh, in the United States that uh, moved over to upper hand, generating 26% uh, more new clients, 35% uh, more membership wow. revenue uh, right out of the gates um, off of using the platform. And the reason for that was simply because people can buy the memberships online. They can buy uh, memberships with events, with products, uh, all in the same place 
whereas before they were having to go into the store, you know, to buy a membership. So now instead of going in the store thinking, okay, I got to buy the membership, they're already a member. So now that the mentality of the consumer changes and they start thinking, well, I'm a member, so I might be, maybe I should, you know, buy this bat or maybe I should buy this glove uh, because I get a discount on it. You know, so they're, they're focused on where do I spend, you know, more money in, in the store when they're there versus, oh, should I become yeah. uh, a member? So uh, we, we do see a lot of that um, and we track track that success. Uh, we also track uh, our net promoter score, uh, which we've, we've seen uh, trending in the uh, 20 to 30 in the last uh, 60, 90 days. Uh, we track our trust pilot um, score, which is, uh, I think, a nine, uh, 9.5 out of 10. Um, so we, we track just about everything you can imagine as a business uh, to make sure that not only our customers are happy, but that their customers are the happiest. Good numbers. Seems like you're doing a lot of things right and uh, that the status quo is, is a good one. Uh, but let's look a bit, little bit into the future as well. I think we now get a good picture of uh, what Upper Hand does at the moment or is capable of doing. Um, so what's coming up in the next couple of months? New features, new spectacular things, anything worth mentioning? Yeah, we, we recently, well, I keep saying recently, but I got to stop saying that because it was a year ago we acquired a uh, video technology company. <laughs> and, you know, there've been some challenges in, in how we go about, uh, developing on that and integrating it. But, uh, at the end of the day, we were, we were investing, um, a lot of energy and, and thought into how we, we pull the video into our software platform, because really in, in both sports and fitness, we've sort of seen over the years, uh, a merging of the two, uh, two industries, because, uh, th there's really been a category called sports performance. Um, that's, that's one of the fastest growing areas in, in the market. And through that, you've got, you know, two types of ways you can train, you know, or work out. And that is either in a store or, you know, in person, right. Or online via video, whether it be video on demand or a live class. And really we see those two, those two ways of training, um, converging on each other. Now, you know, it's, it's happening. Uh, you see Peloton, and what they've done um, uh, with with their app, and uh, and then obviously they run a, a yeah. but they run a physical studio. A lot of people I don't think realize that when they're they're doing those classes, it's an actual studio in New York that's being run. You know, so they they're starting to understand and, and really be the leader in uh, what that that market looks like. So we're going to continue to invest heavily in uh, in video technology and how uh, we can deliver that value to uh, to our customers because today. You know, a lot of our customers are, are offering video on demand services. They're doing video analysis, but they're they're being forced to create that workflow outside of, you know, the way they currently do business, which means their consumers have to have different you know ways to access that, uh, you know, those events and services, which just at the end of the day creates creates uh, roadblocks. Right. To really drive revenue. So um, over the next you know 12 to 24 months, we'll really be investing heavily uh, in how we pull those two things together. Uh, among many other things that we're excited to uh, announce this year. Very interesting. And sounds like you're making some smart moves there. So I'm going to follow that closely. Uh, by the way, what, what's the best way to follow news uh, around the upper hand uh, on social media, newsletter, uh, website? What's what's the best? Yeah, we, we love to follow uh, folks online. So, I mean, you know, we're, we're active on Instagram. We're active on uh, Twitter and LinkedIn. Uh, we do a pretty good job of keeping our, our blog and our website up to date, getupperhand.com. Uh, we post a lot of free uh, uh, materials, guides, worksheets, templates that uh, folks can download that uh, we actually create off of uh, materials that our customers give us, you know, and we get permission to, to sort of scrub them and, uh, and provide to, uh, to our customers or, you know, really anybody at no charge. So definitely check out the site if, you know, if you're a sports tech company and, and looking for some, uh, some cool stuff.
Sounds promising. Did we miss anything about Upper Hand? Anything else that we should know about you guys? No, we, we, we love talking about sports and tech. And so this was the perfect podcast for us. We, uh, you know, sports <laughs> and tech, literally it's two of the 10 core values. So uh, we, we love what you guys are doing and um, hope to be a part of this uh, again soon. Amazing. Just one last question. It's more about you than about Upper Hand. Do you have some sort of productivity hacks or something that helps you in your day-to-day -day work environment to be productive? Is there anything that you use and that has been helpful for you? Oh, man. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, maybe two things. One, um, my, my iPad Pro, uh, I take all my notes now uh, in good notes. Oh. Uh, I used to use Moleskins, which are awesome. Uh, but when you go through like a dozen of them every couple months, it, it actually is more cost-effective to, to write them down and then you can digitize your notes. But uh, it, then secondly, you know, good music. You got to have good music playing uh, on a regular basis, you know. <laughs> yeah. we, we... <laughs> I like it. iPad Pro and some good music uh, sounds like a good time that you're having there. <laughs> All right. Um, great. Uh, Kevin, that's it for today. Thanks a lot for those insights. It was super interesting. Uh, appreciate it a lot. And uh, yeah, all I can say is all the best for the future and for your project. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye.